InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Accidental medicine poisoning sends a child under six to the emergency room every nine minutes. And every 12 days, a child dies. Safe Kids Worldwide, a nonprofit organization, has released a report on safe medicine storage. Here to share potentially life-saving information is Marseille White, a board-certified pediatrician and medical advisor for Safe Kids Worldwide. Dr. White, aren't prescription drugs sold in containers designed to keep kids out of them? How are kids getting into medicines and uh, other harmful substances? Yes, you're correct, Chris, that prescription drugs are sold in what we call child-resistant packaging. However, what we want to impress upon parents and caregivers is that child-resistant does not mean child-proof. So child-resistance means that it meets the standard that it requires significant difficulty for a child under five years of age to be able to open up the packaging within a reasonable amount of time. However, it does not mean that it's child-proof. And in our analysis, we did find that almost half of parents incorrectly believe that child-resistant means a child won't be able to get into it at all. And so although it might be in this child-resistant packaging, we still need parents to store that up in a way out of sight, out of a child's reach. And typically in the research, did it show how long or how quickly a child can get access to some of these substances? You know, it only takes a minute. When we surveyed parents in the emergency room, many parents that were there with a child that had gotten into medicine said that they only looked away for a minute and their child got into some medication. And so, you know, supervision is not enough. We really need parents to be vigilant, but also ensuring that that medicine is not within a child's reach. One in three parents believe that as long as they are watching a child, that it doesn't matter where medication is stored. However, that is incorrect. You know, we have to be vigilant, but we also have to practice the behaviors of storing that medicine up and away, out of reach and out of sight. And this doesn't just apply to medicines, I assume. It's also uh, cleaning products and other toxic substances, right? Absolutely, Chris. We're talking about prescription medications, vitamins, supplements, household cleaning products. All of those things need to be stored out of a child's reach and out of their sight. And so just because it's not prescription medicine, that doesn't mean that it should be accessible to a child. How about just instructing children to not do this? Does that have any effect or doesn't it help with really young kids, I guess? You know, it really doesn't help with young kids. They are curious. They are supposed to developmentally explore their environments. That's how they learn. And so just telling a child, you know, not to touch that or go into that, we know as parents and caregivers how much that puts children at risk because they're, you know, very curious and they are appealed to certain colors and shapes. And so we have to do more than just saying, don't go over there, don't touch that. We would never tell a child, don't jump into that swimming pool. Right, And so we make protections around that pool to ensure that that child doesn't get in. So the same thing with medications. We need to not only talk about, you know, not accessing medications, but also do our part as parents and caregivers, ensuring that that medicine is up and away, out of sight and out of reach. You know, I had a relative who had a young boy, and he actually got into one of those little insect ant traps that was along the baseboard of a room and ended up in the emergency room. So I guess it's not just packaged things, but just things that are around the house. 
Absolutely. And we just have to stay vigilant. You know, children move very quickly. They start to move very early. And so ensuring that we're vigilant, but also that, you know, things that we know may be harmful to them, that we're making sure that's not within their reach. If a parent suspects a child has taken something that might harm them, what's the first thing they should do? The first thing a parent should do is to call the poison help number, especially if they think it's a prescription medicine or some sort of chemical or household item. The poison help number, that's 1-800-222-1222. We encourage parents to store this number in their phones, to post it visibly at home so that other caregivers can find it in an emergency. So if a parent or caregiver feels that a child has gotten into something, they should call the poison help number. We're talking on InfoTrack with Dr. Marseille White, a board-certified pediatrician and medical advisor for Safe Kids Worldwide. Dr. White, has the problem with children being poisoned, has it been an increasing problem or is it about the same as it has always been? Where are we historically? Historically, you know, we found that there was a 42% decrease in the estimated number of hospitalizations between 2010 and 2015 regarding children getting into medicine, accidental medicine exposure. However, more recently, that downward trend that we experienced between 2010 and 2015 has slowed up in most recent years. And so between 2013 and 2014, we only saw a 10% decrease in hospitalizations. And then between 2014 and 15, only a 1% decrease. And so that trend is slowing. And similarly, for emergency department room visits for accidental medicine poisoning, we saw a significant decrease in the last five years. However, despite a significant decrease, there also has been a slowing of that downward trend. So we had 11% decrease between 2011 and 2012, and then less than a 1% decrease between 2014 and 2015. So education and outreach, you know, has certainly made a difference. But what we're also seeing now is that we have more drug sales of prescription over-the-counter medications. And as this number of prescription and over-the-counter medications and vitamins and supplements continue to rise in the United States, we need to be more vigilant and practicing these behaviors much more often from day one. Dr. White, I recall there was some type of a sticker or something, and it had a face, a frowning face. It was like Mr. Yuck or something like that, and you were supposed to put it on packages. Does that ring a bell? Is that still in effect? We have various educational techniques that we adapt to families that make it easy for them to identify medicines that, you know, children shouldn't get into. But, you know, as we talked about earlier, Chris, it's more so than just placing that sticker and telling the kid, you know, this has a yuck sticker. Don't touch it. You know, it's really about ensuring that medication goes up and away, out of sight and out of reach. Those things have been helpful. However, we know the most helpful is practicing those behaviors where kids cannot have access to those medications. Tell us a little bit about Safe Kids Worldwide. I guess they're really trying to prevent injuries and poisoning and all sorts of harmful activity, right? Correct. Safe Kids Worldwide is a global nonprofit organization working very hard to prevent childhood injury through community outreach, research, legislative advocacy, and also media awareness campaigns. And so we have over 500 chapters and coalitions in all 50 states, and we also partner in 25 countries. And you know, our mission is that Safe Kids Worldwide is protecting kids from unintentional injuries, which is the number one cause of death for children in the United 
States. Marseille White, board certified pediatrician and a medical advisor for Safe Kids Worldwide. Dr. White, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Chris, for having us. Be safe, everyone. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. A production of Syndication Networks of Chicago.